0: Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies
2: and gents, this is the moment you've waited for.
0: There's no turning back now. This is the
2: greatest show. It's time to get on the lights.
0: With the are running tonight. Impossible comes true. It's taking over you. This is the greatest show.
1: Now it's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts michael hurley and gary aruda that's right this is the wdw beyond the gates podcast episode number 477 recorded from the defauntleroy studios in kent county rhode island in sunny southwest florida i'm your host gary joined as always by my co-host and my cousin mike donna florida how are you doing today michael i'm getting angry why are you angry
2: Cause I just read a quote from Tuka Tatum and it's already, I'm already getting irritated again.
1: You, oh, is that his nickname? Did you come up with that? Tuka Tatum?
2: Tuka Tatum.
1: I, what is, I, I know Tuka Rask. Was he a choker? I don't, Yeah. He's a, I don't yeah know.
2: Just loser in the big game. Tuka Tatum. Is
1: that right? Okay. Just. Got, what, what did he say? That humbly, he's one of the best basketball players in the well, world. Well, humbly,
2: he was one of, you know, he is so good in garbage time, like a regular season, November game. or. Game six against Philadelphia when you're up by 32 points. Right. But it, fourth quarter, you got to close the game out. Ooh, he's a dookie. Ooh, he's scared. He said, Joe ain't missed no shots tonight. Jason Tatum defends Joe Missoula after last night's game. Well, I I don't hate that. And what else is he going to say? Throw his coach under the bus? The- no. I just can't stand him. I don't like looking at him. I want to slap him, his little <laughs> weasel face. He's. I got to close Facebook. All right. That's, that's why you
1: need some good UConn guys on your team. That's when you have a good success. You can't have those soft Duke guys. Yeah, I know. At least the UConn guys have heart cards. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're losing
0: Angry Newfield Jr. already. Nope. I'm good. I'm here. Celtics fan or no? You, you don't follow? I it. could care less about basketball. Hockey season's over. If we're in the middle of lacrosse. I'm good. Oh
1: Well, we're joined once again by Angry Newfield Jr. Finishing up his Disneyland trip review this week, Pards.
2: What do you think of the PGA Championship? Uh you know what? I think it was absolutely perfect because the PGA Pro completely took the spotlight away from that live fraud. Yeah, Mike. If think- you're going to have a live fraud win a major, you how fitting to was secondary. it? it could be this yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Were you
2: thinking the same thing?
1: Yeah, because it was great that that was all anyone wanted to talk about. Right. And then the old, my other takeaway, though, is
2: that course is awesome. Uh, and it looks so difficult. Oh, my it? God. Like you, from, I, th- I think it might have been I think it might have Rom. Either ROM, Rom or Scheffler. Yeah. Talking about how difficult that place was. And they, they were even talking about members. They said, I don't care how far you move the T's up. This place is brutal. Yeah, because
1: there's just bunkers everywhere. like, And they're brutal bunkers, and the greens are all carry all. You can't run up to any green. They're all elevated greens. It's a diabolical kind of place. It was fun to watch, though. I love watching when the course bites back a little bit and then to have that storyline. Now he's getting all these sponsors exemptions. Imagine he goes on like a little run, makes a couple cuts. That would did, be you see,
2: did you watch crazy. the last DN when he got up and down? To get yeah. in, to, to get... They were saying his his caddy was, like, from Spyglass Hill or one yeah. of the... Uh... Yeah, Spyglass, yep. Spyglass, right? I mean, that's... Imagine that. Like, all of a sudden, you're caddying in the PGA. You figure that, you know, you're going to be on a plane Friday night I... heading back. and
1: Well, they said that his whole team had flights booked for 10 a.m. on Saturday. They didn't even, like, anticipate making the cut. And then he's, like, in the top 10. Just steady Eddie. I mean, the problem is... Like, you can get away with it in that kind of tournament where the course is brutal, but he's got to be like 6-under to make the cut next week. He's not going out shooting like 69-69. Maybe he will. I hope he does. It would be awesome. If he makes the cut next week,
2: that would be... That was so good. That was be, so that good was right awesome. there. Yeah. That's why we watch that, and you don't watch the live. There's no storyline. Right, Exactly.
1: Did you watch the golf? Phil, you're a big golf guy, right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> Ignoring it. I that's love okay. that term, the golf. The golf. <laughs> Isn't it stupid? It's so dumb. But that's like with the opiate. Like I don't you say that. I'm gonna go watch
0: the golf. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch
1: the golf. We go downstairs and watch the golf. Is yeah, that how you
0: put it? Yeah. That's my grandmother. She was gonna go get her hair made. <laughs> her hair made. Same term.
2: No what else is one that I used the other day. I was, we were talking about soda, like how we don't yeah. like really like to drink soda, but I remember, and it's such a New England thing. My mom would say, "I put a couple cokes on." Do you guys say that? No, like in the fridge to get them cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I've never. And we I think it know. may have come from like back in the days, like when you had ice boxes, you might have put like something on the block of ice to get it cold. Yeah, so she'd like say, "Oh, there's a couple sodas. I put a couple sodas on." Maybe that's just my mom, but. I heard a lot of times in New England. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah.
1: Well, on that note, should we take our first break? We got a lot more to talk. We've about. We've
2: got a lot to cover with Angry New Phil Jr. I believe so. All right, we'll All take right. a break and we'll be right back. <music>
1: All right, we are back from break. Episode number 477 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. <clears throat> and like I said, this week we are joined once again by Angry Phil Jr. To talk about his recent trip to Disneyland. Does it still make you laugh? Mike is still laughing at
0: this. That
2: name's so dumb, isn't it? <laughs> it's
1: very <laughs> stupid. Part two of your Disneyland trip review.
0: It makes me feel like I've got a reputation to uphold. It really does. The pressure is on with that name.
1: That's true, and you're pretty calm and collected when you're on the podcast with us. I if anything, you're reserved. That... Like you, you, you are very angry sometimes. then you come on and you like kind of, I guess like you call him like red light, Phil, where red light comes on
0: and he holds back. I have moments. This that's true. That hot tub at Grand Cal was a moment that that almost got ugly.
1: <laughs> we to see him on the news. Rhode Island man gets arrested in California for Holding fighting six-year-old in
2: hot <laughs> Do you ever want to hit the parents, though? Isn't that who you get angry at, or is it the little weasel?
0: No, it's the, the parents. The kid doesn't know Yeah, any he was like six months old. The parents are sitting back having a conversation in the corner, and the kid's swimming laps in the hot tub, kicking people, splashing everywhere. But I, mean, I got two kids sitting next to me that are 8 and 10 looking at me like, who is this idiot?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's always the parents. You never get mad at the kid up to a certain age. I don't get know. over it. I don't know 10 or 12 you can get much. mad at the kid
0: but like... yeah, I'm kind of with Mike I get angry all around yeah, angry but it's still the, the parents fault
1: oh well, yeah I guess you can get angry but I'm saying it's it's definitely the parents fault to some extent
0: especially in like crowds where are like oh, I'm on vacation I don't care it's like no nah, it doesn't work that way I think that was the only time I came close to losing my temper over the entire vacation and that's that's pretty
1: good that that is especially because you were with yeah. the in-laws for that much Never... that
0: does... yeah so someone said How's your trip? a lot of moving parts there there was a lot of moving parts. You know, I'm used to planning for four, and I, I like my in-laws are good people. But you know, we walk into this beautiful one-bedroom, and like I got all the space. We got the master bedroom, we got the separate bathrooms, the laundry, the couch, the big wraparound table, and everyone goes, "Oh, this is great!" Our hotel room's a long walk. We're gonna bring our bathing suits and some extra clothes here, and we can hang out here every day. Like the, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Were they so,
2: staying at Grand Cala, too? No, they were across the
0: street at the Marriott and the other side of... Uh, we could have called the pool something. police on those Facebook groups. They would
1: have got You would have got a lot of angry emojis on those that Those people post. get angry, don't they? Oh, if you even mention, like... If you even ask in those groups, like, is it okay if my friends come visit and hang out at the pool? Like, no, they have to book a room.
0: My personal favorite is at least 40 times a day someone asking some Facebook aficionado on their Facebook page to remove the 22,000 people between them and the castle during their photo shoot. (laughs) That
1: is a good one. The Facebook groups.
0: So where did we leave off last week? We were trying to figure that out before we got in the show.
1: I think we we basically got through most of your Disneyland uh, trip or part of the trip. I think the only thing bit. we
0: left out, um, well, I mean, there were a couple of things that kind of ended off the trip, but I think Mike said, he, Mike, which video did you put on today? Did you put up the DVC Lounge? Uh, we have the DVC Lounge in Tomorrowland. That is correct. That is on your YouTube page. I'm trying to give you a segue here, buddy. Yep. Yeah, Mike Mike didn't get that. It's a
1: YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG. I understood what you're doing. I was giving, I was giving him a little chance to do it but he's watching fox news or something out of the corner he doesn't i care.
2: don't watch fox news thank you oh, i'm very sorry much. i'm done with news i'm done with facebook i'm done with you guys yeah apparently as i mentioned last this weekend i'm done with all the negativity it's a new me other That's than fine. tuka tatum
0: yeah talking a... to
2: christian on direct tv today other than that i've been fine. you didn't like that like DirecTV. The direct TV. Garbage don't have to
0: disposal feels safer, I can assure you.
2: Oh, and I bet you, no, I, I take that back. My computer froze this weekend and I smashed my keyboard. <laughs> and there the it is. Game what, are you, what are you smashing?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> much for the negativity. Yeah,
2: I'm so, no, but it's getting
0: better. <laughs> he kept a straight face for like 45 seconds. Yeah, on no. the press.
1: is it a bad time when the uh, plus symbol comes out and hits you in the head about positivity? <laughs> nah, you, you know
2: what it is? It's a thing that holds the keyboard up. I smash oh, those... that and then that falls off. Yeah. That's You know, good. like those little legs that hold They're easy to come off and you need them. They're very essential. They're they're very essential. Sometimes too, I even try to pull the uh the the tab off the mouse. Like How's I that my go? fingernails in there. Well go easy. You're gonna like disconnect from the show right now if you <laughs> No, I won't do anything now, but no, I'm I'm fine. It's everything's good. Direct TV's canceled. Perfect. Um my computer's not frozen anymore. Not yet. And I, two potatoes in the past, so
1: there we go. And you can go to our YouTube page, slash at wdwbtg, and check out the DVC lounge at Disneyland and What's Did it called? Like the Starlight we were Lounge?
2: Recording live, didn't I freeze or something? Or what didn't something get disconnected and you saw me like with the camera, but you couldn't hear me and you had to yeah. carry on? Yeah, <laughs> Wasn't was, I banging things? <laughs> yes, that was funny. That was a few weeks ago. You can see me like crawling on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah. and smash. laughs>
1: I was like doing the play by play of it. I'm like, what? oh, this I don't isn't even good. He's what under the you? I don't remember exactly what happened. But... Something
2: froze or, or like, like something... your
1: camera like tipped over
2: and like. I think the camera tipped over. <laughs> He's got <laughs> Mike on all fours
0: crawling around the floor, throwing chairs,
2: Smashing keyboards.
0: Right. Best part is not to go off on a tangent, but our conversation that goes back and forth on the facebook messenger at least once every other day i hear my wife i'll just break into hysterical laughter my wife like what are you idiots talking about now she doesn't even ask who it is she just knows it's that conversation yeah
2: well gary did you say a couple weeks ago that you would take bringing somebody to work in my in my message played over the (laughs) over your stereo it just popped up
1: like on the screen it didn't it didn't play early
0: morning messages
1: It just said, I just pooped. You can just see it on the screen (laughs) on my car. (laughs) Michael P. Hurley, I just pooped.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Mike. You're like going out to breakfast. You're going for like this huge promotion. This guy in his suits in the front seat looks (laughs) over at your dashboard. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, this is going sideways quickly. All right.
1: Let's get back on track. How was the lounge compared to the the lounge? lounge
0: So we went up there two different days. The first day, my sister-in-law, who's a local, wanted to see it. So my wife had the kids off, I don't know, doing the speedway or something. And I was like, all right, let's go up. So you walk into, it's kind of cool, the old, (laughs) Mike's still losing it. You walk into the old uh, Carousel of Progress building they've got there. And it's weird. There's two separate lines. And one of them is like a meet and greet with Darth Vader. So here I am like an idiot. Cause there's a sign that says Starview lounge and I'm waiting in line. And the woman asked to see my, I don't know, my Disney visa card or something. I pull up my DVC card and she's like, Oh, you're in the wrong line. There's just this whole other separate line that had no signage. And they, no one in the line. I'm no one in the line. Cause there was no one up there. It's like, you know, eight DVC members at any given point over at Disneyland. So the woman checked us in. Interestingly, they didn't, Uh, want to see the DVC card she wanted to scan the QR code at the base of my MDE experience card which is like in my Apple wallet which is weird because Disneyland doesn't have those cards only Walt Disney World does but their preferred method to get you checked into the lounge was to scan your pass on your MDE account and app which goes back to Walt Disney World which is just a weird kind of disconnect yeah definitely so that was cool. She let us up. They gave us a little ticket, like a like a raffle ticket. Walked up the stairs. I think I got it all on video going up the stairs. So you walk in, and there's a little check-in desk, kind of like they have it at the uh, the Epcot Lounge. And walk in, and I think there were, if you look at the video, like seven people total in the lounge. It was empty. Yeah, there weren't many. Yeah. The place it was empty. It was empty. So the second day we went up, there were some more people, but there were still plenty of seats. They weren't you know, limiting it like they do at Epcot. But you walk in, As you walk down this hallway. There's really cool artwork in the left-hand side in the wall, and then you walk in. You can see on the video there's all this really cool artwork up on the walls, like Old Mary Blair and style inspired, like City of Tomorrow, that the original drawing that Walt had for Epcot, and there's some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. bunch of really comfortable chairs. The beauty of this one is the bathrooms actually inside the lounge. So oh, you, there you go. into the Epcot yeah. lounge. You got to go down the stairs all the way around Journey into Imagination and then around the backside to use the bathrooms. This one's got the bathrooms right there, a couple of coke Freestyle machines. They obviously don't get a lot of people because they weren't handing out snacks like they do at Epcot, like it's solid gold pieces of eight from some Spanish treasure galleon. They just had a basket full of snacks. The other cool thing, it was closed the first day but opened the second day, is you can go through double doors out to a walkway that goes around the whole outside of the old building. And there's tables set up and you can just hang out on the walkway outside the DVC lounge and look down on the park, which is really cool. It's like, you know, you're looking down into Star Wars. You're looking down at the Autopia. You can see the monorail go by up in the corner. So really cool place to hang out outside. Heads and tails, just quality wise and, and comfort wise and people, the bathrooms inside the outside walkway. Definitely a much nicer lounge than at Epcot. You know, the Epcot Lounge is nice to go and hide in, but you know, it's it's it was obviously repurposed. It wasn't what it was meant to be. Where this they they did it right, there's no doubt about it. And then on the way out, we took those raffle tickets, we turned it into the desk. They gave us the reusable popcorn buckets. Looked like they were leftovers from Moonlight Magic, said DVC member. Inside was a button for the the lounge, tin of mints, a little dvc cups it was kind of cool to walk around with that the kids got a kick out of that being able to refill their dvc popcorn bucket at disneyland nice but yeah it was it was definitely worth it empty the second day was a little more crowded but same experience and just really comfortable really nice they they did it classy there's no doubt about it and they got her to sell that new tower
1: yeah that'll help i'm sure i think the big thing with that that was already like used as meeting space i believe that area so they didn't have to shoehorn it in like they did at Epcot and kind of repurpose a space that wasn't made for that
0: Into They're that. using it as party space, too. The first day, we couldn't get out on the outside deck because they had the Star Wars night at Disneyland that night, oh, okay. and that whole outside deck was clearly being used to set up something for the like party because they had it all, yeah, all blocked yeah. off. But uh, yeah, the second day we went up, everyone was just coming in and out, and obviously it's... Always oh, just beautiful there, so it was a really cool place to hang out. Just sit at the table and look down at the people. My kids got a kick out of that. Nice. I felt like royalty waving to everybody down below from the top of the DVC lounge. How do you get up there? Just
1: a small investment of $35,000, and you can come up and hang out. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that. uh what else did we do? Uh, we, we haven't really gotten into DCA at all. No, and that. you said
1: you wanted to talk about your room and how you had a good view of the park, but it came with some uh, pluses and minuses.
0: So, you know, when you're, when you've got the view that overlooks DCA, it is cool, especially at night. You can look out the windows. It's all lit up. If you go out in the deck, you look to the left and you can see cars land and the whole mesa and all the cliffs. They're all lit up in red and you can kind of see flows V8 cafe over there. You're looking down at the park. You've got the whole Ferris wheel spinning in front of you. You can hear world of color the whole time. The downside is you are literally right on top of the park. It goes if it's going late at night. We had I think two grad nights while we were there, so you had high school kids out there partying till midnight, and you can hear it without a doubt. World of Color, you can hear the entire time, and you've got for anyone who's ever been there, Goofy Sky School mm. is right outside. That might be the noisiest ride I've ever heard. It's so, it's like the dinosaur. It was like the dinosaur one. It- Exactly, same yeah, yeah. off the shelf. I'm trying to add to Animal Kingdom with the... Uh, Hester and
1: Jester's stupid yeah, primeval, it did, primeval the, whirl. Right? A
0: primeval yeah. whirl, exactly. It's yeah. the same exact ride mechanism. So it's you know, it's just the clanking and the banging and the screaming, and it it, and it goes down constantly. So you just yeah. hear all the, the startups and bells and alarms. So that's not bad enough. In the morning, now not having ever been in the park in the morning, I wasn't aware of the startup procedures. So from what it sounded like from our room when they start up the ride you get a minute or two of what sounds like a whole fleet of semi trucks and their backup signals beeping for every single ride at four o'clock in the morning so at four in the morning you get woken up to that signal for i don't know 30 minutes and you know you're east coast time so it really feels a lot earlier than four o'clock in the morning <laughs> so what i said to someone who asked about the view is it's absolutely positively worth it to get that view just once just to be able to sit on your deck and look out at the park and have those lights at night it's great i don't know that i'd ever do it again we've been there we've seen it we've done it if i go again i won't request that room view just because it's brutal to try and sleep i ended up downloading a white noise app on my phone to play in the bedroom so that we could sleep through the night because it was it was that loud. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper when I put my head down, and it had me up quite a few times. Hmm. Did that white noise thing work? Did it was it good for my side of the bed. My wife said yeah. it wasn't quite as effective on her side, but maybe she hey, should have downloaded own app. the app.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because you don't really—I mean, not that I've looked a lot into DCA and what people say about it, but that's not something that I've really heard about the noise. And I'm sure it's out
0: there. And but yeah, and you're on the—I didn't really know that. So the side of the hotel, the main guest room side of the hotel is overlooking Grizzly Peak, which is much quieter. The DVC end is kind of closer to Pixar Pier and Goofy okay. Sky School. So you're definitely down at the noisier end of the park. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, up... More like the carnival
1: type rides are.
0: Downstairs. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's loud. It's raucous. And again, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was cool to have the experience. But if I wanted to go and relax, that's probably not the room view I'd pick next time. I would try and get something a little quieter. The, I think, Thursday night, we ended up, we were supposed to go over to Disneyland for um, Fantasmic, thank you, I lost that word for a second, but obviously when Murphy lit up, that got canceled, we were going to have an overpriced meal over at River Bell Cafe, but I was willing to do that just so the kids didn't have to sit on the ground and wait for the show, we were going to overlook it. So Thursday night, we still had my brother-in-law and his two kids. Everybody else had gone home by that point. So we decided to go up to, they've got a viewing platform for everybody to look down on Paradise or Pixar Pier and see World of Color, which was really cool. You didn't have to fight the crowds. There were probably, I don't know, 20, 30 people on the deck. We'd gotten there early, brought a blanket for the kids to hang out. They were playing games. We're right on the rail. What kind of drove me nuts is this is a viewing platform that's specifically to look down on the DCA show. It's kind of diagonal to where the show is, you're right above, again, Goofy Sky School, which is noisy as can be, and they don't pipe the music in for the show. No, so really? you can see all the effects, you can see the wheel, you can see the water, it's a great view, but it was almost impossible to hear it. So I mean, even Top of the World Lounge, or the Polly Beach, or wherever you are, they pipe in the music for the Magic Kingdom show. They didn't do that for this viewing platform, which kind of took away from the whole experience. So I was kind of surprised and disappointed you'd think that a platform that was specifically designed to look down on those shows would at least have the music piped up uh, we were it seems able- like a no-brainer right it, yeah. but it absolutely nothing all you could hear was everybody screaming directly below you on goofy sky school so that was you know it was cool the kids didn't have to fight through the crowds you know they were tired it was the end of the night but you know if i had dvc in a room or grand Cal people in a room it wouldn't take much to pipe that music up there just to kind of make the experience worth it yeah now did you get to watch world of color like up close and with the. no we never did only because it it never worked out every night we were off doing something else we tried to kind of split it up a little bit uh it would have been nice and easy because there's in addition to the main exit that brings you back into the lobby or towards the lobby of grand cal there's a little side exit that nobody knows about that comes in from pixar pier that actually dropped you right below our room. And we didn't discover that until the end of the trip. I think Mm. had we known that was there at the beginning of the trip, we probably would have snuck home through that exit, but I'm just not big on getting stuck in the, the evening crowds. I mean, even when we're at Walt Disney world, we typically stay at least one of our trips around seven seas lagoon. We've made it a habit now to get out just as the fireworks are about to start and get on the boats. And whether we're going back to Polly or wilderness lodge, wherever we'll watch the fireworks from the boats just to get the show, but not get caught in that, crush of people trying to get out. That just is stressful to me. I loved World of Color. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been there, but I think it's a great nighttime show. Yeah, it was a really cool show. It it was absolutely beautiful to watch. And again, we heard most of it, but I think for that particular showing, it would have been kind of cool to have it piped up there so you could hear it better. That's what they (laughs) wanted Harmonious to be, and they failed at that. But World of Color is really...
1: Is
2: it the best I've heard? We were talking about that actually in the pool last night. Is it the best nighttime show
1: i i mean including illuminations which is gone i don't know i still like illuminations better but it's up there with
0: with that it's i it's better than phantasmic
1: in my mind
0: mm-hmm. i think illuminations is still the best but having watched it i think that the 100th anniversary wondrous journey show in disneyland is right up there with harmonious i thought it was a really fantastic show we we did that the final night um you know we're on the way back in the plane and i was listening to it i always say. You know, you've got those kind of pivotal core memories, you know, those moments that you remember. So Illuminations is always going to be up there with me because I can remember our first trip as a family in 16, I think. We had been there with my son before, but our first trip as a true family, we were staying at Yacht Club and my wife took my daughter back to the room. She had just turned two that week and I got to watch Illuminations with this like, you know, little four year old boy. In my arms, looking out at the lagoons, that's always going to stick with me. Where this trip, we got to watch Wondrous Journeys, they do something really cool there. So, if you don't want to go stand in the throng on Main Street or in the hub and watch it, they do a whole projection show on the front of Small World during the show. So, you've got all the fireworks going off overhead, you've got a little more intimate viewing area that's not quite as crowded, and you've got all these great projections. So, I got to watch that holding her so that kind of has become our show but i think the music for wondrous journeys the post music for wondrous journeys and the projections that go up on small world hands down are just as good as illuminations i mean illuminations will always i think be my favorite but it wondrous journeys was every bit as good it is it's probably my number two ever nighttime show for a disney park that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I loved World of Color, but that's obviously when they they change up the fireworks shows a lot on the uh on the castles now, so it's hard to keep up with all those.
0: Yeah, that one just hit, and they've got you know cool post and you know probably nostalgia gets into it too. It was our last night at Disneyland. We did that. We got off and walked right across the walkway onto um, the Storyland Canal boats and got on there for the final ride and drove through the lights. It was cool, nice. but yeah, I think it just as a show goes the score to it, the projections, the whole walk through the last hundred years of Disney animation, I thought was fantastic. I would go back just to see that if I were to go back. So what do you think of DCA overall? We haven't really got into it too much. so it's We haven't. About it's, that. I mean, Disneyland's got the feels DCA is cool. They've got a lot of cool separate lands. Um, you know, you walk in it. It's very reminiscent if you come in the main entrance and come up the center of it. You'd swear to some extent you're at Hollywood Studios. It's got that same vibe to it. Yeah. But they break it off nicely. So, you know, if you break off to the right, you go into the Grizzly Peak area, which is, you know, really cool. Northern california ask National Park, Sequoia Forest kind of stuff going. Decent food. We went on the their version of the River Rapids there, which is the same ride vehicle as you've got in Animal Kingdom. I've never, I, when I I think I got wet when we did Splash Mountain. That rapid ride just crushed me. Hmm. It, thank goodness we were walking straight back to the hotel, two minutes away, because I was soaked from head to toe. That 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 fetched us up pretty good. But it was a good ride. But it's it's basically the the same as Kali River Rapids. So if you've done Kali, you've done this one. You can get real soaked on Kali. So I can definitely I've been lucky a... on Kali.
1: I mean, I've come off where I felt like I had Cali. to change my underwear mm-hmm. on Kali River Rapids. It's, it's well, been, it's just because you so... get scared with the drops, but that's, that's true. Too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Is it because of the the,
1: the wetness or <laughs> it's other things? I'm not going to elaborate too much.
0: <laughs> a, it's the you know it's it's a very similar ride. There's not a whole lot different there. I think they've got probably a couple more drops in Disneyland, but it's the same tubes you're riding in, the same seats, the same effects, the same sprays. It's it's not a whole lot different. Pixar Pier is is cool. It's definitely got that that Coney Island atmosphere to it. There's some cool stuff. I mean, Goofy Sky School is everything like Hester and Jester. It's just I felt like I needed a chiropractor when I got off that ride. It was it was pretty brutal, but it was fun. It's quick. The Ferris wheel is interesting because you've got two choices as you go in. You can either take the cars that just are stationary and just ride around or you can slide back and forth. And I spent the entire time with a twelve-year-old little niece across from me, just scared to death, so trying to pick out stuff all around. But it gives you a cool vantage point. You know, you can get to the top of it and look around, and it kind of drives home. You could do that at Walt Disney World, and you could probably look out and see like the Marriott property, maybe the Gaylord Palms, some of the stuff. But you, know, you get up to the top of that Ferris wheel and you look down, and you're looking truly right at downtown Anaheim. It is, yeah. it's right there. I think I joked earlier that if you like the bubble at Walt Disney World you're not going to love being at Disneyland. I mean, there's there's lots of dudes sleeping at bus stops right there, right outside the gates, and you could see it. You can see the urban sprawl when you get up to the top of that Ferris wheel. Um, the Midway Mania is pretty much the exact same ride. There's no difference yeah. there. The Incredicoaster, we weren't really sure it was funny. So my daughter goes, like our first or second day there, we had measured her at home, and she was right at that 48-inch mark so we get there the first day she walks under the little height measurement tool they've got there and the guy looks at her he says ah oh, so close you're like like a quarter inch we just can't let you on she says okay so she's disappointed and she goes and they do some little merry-go-round but she's she, she, she's pretty teed off because she was sure she was 48 inches so we go on it we do our thing she stays with my in-laws so the next day or the day after we're walking in the park and it's early morning entry. It's not running yet. So there's no line. And she says, I want to see if I grew overnight. You told me to make a wish last night at something. I don't know, a star or a nighttime show. She said, and I wish that I grew. So I'm laughing. Cast member standing there laughing. I look at her. I say, Sweetie, there's no way you grew an inch overnight. And she walks up to the little height measurement. And I don't know what she did. I don't know if she was in traction the night before or if she was standing on her tiptoes where no one could see. But she walked up to it and just barely touched it. And the cast member looked down and just kind of shrugged their shoulders. And she's like, All right, she's good to go. And she went on. Now, my son, who's going on 11, had no interest. Just made it almost to the end and then bailed. He is not a thrill seeker. So we went on that with her, and she came running back off and I said, All right, what do you want to do? She said, I want to do that again. She just she loved the upside down. She loved every portion of it. So that's basically the same as rock and roller coaster.
1: You're just outside as opposed it's to it's similar.
0: Rock and roller coaster does kind of a corkscrew upside down where yeah. Incredicoaster Coaster actually has a full loop in it. But, but meaning it, it's like the launch and everything like it's exactly. a very similar system. Yep, similar it's not the system exact same track, but it's a similar ride yeah it was good you get a little height on it see so, you yeah. know unlike rock and roller coaster which is just speed this one actually gets you up and back down it, it, it's a fun ride it, i didn't have a problem with it my mother-in-law wasn't so happy with it but <laughs> i thought it was fine so we left there and the park was just about to open and as i mentioned last week that extra half hour at disneyland is just pivotal because you have so few people in the park so we decided we're going to run over we're going to do web slingers so when web slingers by the way is just super cool uh Probably my favorite interactive ride that I've been on so far. Um, in the ride vehicles, the screens in front of you, it works really well. We had a good time with that one. I think we did it probably three or four times. We kept hitting it at the the early morning before rope drop, and we get off that, and she says, "I want to do the Guardians ride, which is just their version of Tower of Terror. It's yeah, been right. reworked." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right." So. I mean, I don't mind up and down rides, but that one I'm not a big fan of. But she Has wants she to done ahead. Tower of Terror. In- she had not. She hasn't oh, okay. cleared the height up until this point. So we go over there, and as we're coming up one side towards the uh, Mission Breakout, their Tower of Terror, we see the cast member walking the crowds forward because they have just dropped the ropes, and we're maybe 50 feet away, and we're equidistant. And I look at my <laughs> daughter, and I said, "Run!" So here we go running thinking we're going to get yelled at by the cast member. And they're laughing because they know exactly what we're doing. Like five seconds in the direction is going yeah. to be a walk on or a 30 minute wait. And when I say we snuck in to mission breakout in front of the crowds, it was probably three feet. And we ran through the queue really quick and got in before they got through. Uh, they definitely, I think do that way better than tower of terror. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been on it. no, nope. So they've got similar to, um, the guardians of the galaxy ride at Epcot, they've got music going like a whole seventies, eighties music gig. Um, I think we got hit me with your best shot going up and down. The screens are in front of you. It's a much cooler interactive experience versus tower of terror, same ride mechanism. But I think they've, when they've reworked that one, they did it right. It's just something cool about that eighties rock going on as you're getting flung up and down and the screens in front of you are, are much cooler. Um, Cars land is, is awesome. Kevin Rafferty just hit it out of the park. You really feel like you're on Route 66. The neon, hitting it during the day is cool. We did the, the Radiator Racers during the day, but at night is just a whole different feel. You're just yeah. walking through there. It's just it is it's cool. It, it, that's probably my favorite section of the park, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say that was definitely my favorite when we went, but that was before like the Avengers stuff got shoehorned in over there and before they redid it to Pixar Pier, it was Paradise Pier when I was there.
0: The Avengers so. side is cool, we got to see the Spider-Man show, my son was determined he wanted to see that, so kind of seeing him going up and down the building and then we walked, I don't know, maybe a hundred feet away and they did the whole Avengers show, I think I've actually got that on video if you guys wanted for the, the YouTube page, it's, it's kind of cool to watch but seeing that animatronic flung up through the air, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of half hoping they had it malfunctioned and he went mm. crashing through the fake building again, but it was cool. It's. Uh, I'm not necessarily a huge Avengers guy. You know, I'll watch it, but it's not super high on my radar. I know maybe half the characters, but they, they did the land right. I think it'll be much cooler. I think I saw last week they have not done away with the idea of putting more rides in there. It's still on the agenda. They haven't cut it completely. So I think if they were to get one or two more rides over in that area, it it, it, it kind of gave me the same feeling as Hollywood Studios does. You can definitely make it a full day park but I was kind of spent after like three quarters of a day. Like I'll go back in and redo stuff. But I mean, for me, it's just, it's, it's magic kingdom Epcot and and Disneyland. Those are just the top three parks. The others, you know, I I can do for three quarters of a day or doing successive days, but I, I don't see myself spending an entire day wandering through the, that park.
1: So the one thing, and again, it's been a while, it's been 10 years since I've been, but the one thing I really, didn't love about disneyland was that i felt like everything was just about the rides like dc there's not like the meandering spots there's not like the relaxing spots maybe just because i don't know it as well and i didn't and i was focused on trying to get on as many rides but like i think that's why i love epcot and animal kingdom so much is because you can go around and have a full day without going on any attractions i mean you might want to still do some but there's enough to do and you can keep yourself occupied and having a good time without having to like run from one ride to the next. Whereas that California venture, I kind of felt like, all right, you're just kind of like, all right, here's Soren, Here's, you know, all these carnival rides. Then you got, you know, the monsters Inc. You got all this stuff. You got the, it was tower of terror still at that time, you know, like I felt like there wasn't a lot of in between stuff to like, keep your attention.
0: I think to some extent there is, but you've got to look for it. You know, they've got some shows over at Disneyland that are kind of cool. You've got, you know, they've got this little stage set up for the Rapunzel and and Beauty and the Beast show for the the kids to go to, which was fun. You've got the Lion King show that kind of sits in between uh, Fantasyland and Mickey's Toontown. That's kind of cool, but you're absolutely right. I mentioned it before the show started. You know, being a, a kid of the eighties, I've got a picture of my old man and I both going out to see Epcot before it was built. You know, they used to run the monorail over there so you could see it. And I've got a picture of us in the original fountain. So obviously there's some nostalgia there and we love Epcot.
2: You were over there in eighty two as well.
0: Yes. Yep. Well, we did got... the
2: same thing. We took the and, and they gave you like a little tour, right? Yep, exactly. Like you get off you get off the monorail station, they take like a small group of like forty and kind of walk you around. Yep, it was still it was like construction. a little mini store. Yep, I did the
0: same thing. I didn't nope, know that you did I, it. it I remember cool. doing it with my old man. It was, um, and I've got, it was kind of cool. I keep on flashing back to other stuff, but it was such a huge thing for me when they installed the new fountain in the front of Epcot. I mean, I detested the whole cosmic graveyard they had in there before, but I could remember being with my father going to mm-hmm. do that and then being in front of Spaceship Earth in front of the fountain. And the year he passed, we went back, and it was the first year they had unveiled the fountain in front of Epcot. And I was completely unprepared for what my emotional reaction was going to be when I walked up there with my kids, and that fountain was sitting there. Huh. it It definitely harkens back to that original Epcot days, but it, that nostalgic piece aside, I think, it I think maybe Gary just hit the nail on the head. I said when I came back that I liked Disneyland. It was fun. We'd do it again we're not going to do it again on a regular basis. I didn't realize until we got back how pivotal Epcot is for me feeling like I went on a Disney vacation. Epcot is just, that's where we spend easily half our time on any trip. And I think that's exactly it. You can wander around Epcot. You can wander around world showcase. You can go in all the different corners. You can go on international gateway, their shops, their space, to occupy your time and look at stuff where you don't have that at Disneyland. They're just, they're so constrained by the city that grew up around them that if you want to go ride, to ride, to ride, and you want to soak up the history, you can absolutely positively do that. But if you just want to wander around the parks and take your time and stretch your legs and look at everything else, they're sorely lacking that. I didn't think about that aspect until Gary just brought it up.
1: Yeah, and maybe it's just because you have to find it. And you have to kind of know where it is, know what you're looking for to some extent. But it just feels like, I mean, it's small. Both of the parks are small compared to what we're used to. Right. Just, you know, square footage wise. So that makes Mm -hmm. a difference. I mean, they do a lot of stuff good out there. Like you mentioned, like the quick service food. There's a lot of, I mean, there's more rides in those two parks than all four at Disney World combined, I believe. I
0: think we compared it before we went, and I want to say it's like 54, 53, or 53, 52 Walt Disney World wins by one ride or attraction. No, they but they win that end. over four parks versus the two that are sitting inside of just Disneyland and California Adventure. So you can hit just as many rides. And my kids are at the age of eight and ten. We're of the time they just want to go ride to ride to ride to ride so it's not a huge issue but being the adults in the party you don't necessarily just want to do 42 dark rides back to back followed by you you know you want to have that little extra time but uh, you know we got back and I was immediately looking to when we were going to be down at Disney World next because I, I truly missed Epcot and you know we'd always not always typically we're there in December and May and that may Epcot trip. We always stay on the Crescent Lake side, either at yacht club or beach club or boardwalk. And you've got the flower and garden festival and you've got the food and it's nice and warm down there. And the kids are swimming a whole lot where California, while we were there was like mid sixties to low seventies. The entire time we didn't get a ton of pool time. We didn't have the flowering garden. We didn't have that walk back and forth to Epcot every night, which we usually do. So, it was a little weird to make that transition and feel like you were missing those parts.
1: Yeah, I definitely can understand that mentality of it for sure. That makes sense to me. What, uh, what other highlights
0: of just the trip in general? There were just some cool parts overall. And, you know, we talked about just the history of walking down main street. You know, we had some, some good meals. I think that the thing that I took away was, and I expected it, but, the history of it, no matter where you look, there's something. It doesn't matter if you're in one of the main street restaurants and you look up and there's just pictures of Walt that are signed by Walt all over the place. If you're in Adventureland and you're sitting in front of the tiki room, that's truly Raleigh Crump's tiki room. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole that the, the statues out front are Raleigh Crump statues. Their jungle cruise has you know multiple levels in the queue are. The recording we've gotten our queue is much better, but you know their approach to everything definitely harkens back to that whole 1950s having to cram stuff in a small space, and it's a lot of original ideas. Um, you know their customer service was superb at Grand Cal. I can't complain about that one bit. the The crowds, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, are just different. You, know, you get inside of Walt Disney World. And everybody is there. It's truly a resort. It's an all-encompassing everything, where there's definitely more of a a locals vibe to Disneyland. There's a lot of people there. You can see the people that are coming for the day that are there just to visit Disneyland, whether they're staying on site or off site. Yeah, you told there.
2: me that Guido told you to get off his
0: bench, right? Yeah, uh, the, the, the guys stake out these spots. I mean, they've got literal like people in motorcycle gang type jackets that take over these little corners and these benches because they've got these locals Disneyland clubs that wear their club colors on their jean jackets and stake out the corner of the park because that's where they hang out all day. That that's the honest to God truth. I've never seen that at Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah, once. that's not really
1: tooth. Just the vloggers there.
0: Um uh, well, yeah it's
1: yeah it's probably like completely inverse where like at walt disney world it's 90 percent vacationers 10 percent locals and it's probably vice versa at disneyland
0: yeah you can see at the end of the day you know they all start coming in or as we got closer to the weekend they started coming in now granted a lot of that was offset by the fact that we had those grad nights where they sell a park hopper ticket to those kids so they're there during the day and then into the night but it's it's just it, it's not a bad feel it's just a very different feel yeah. from what you're used to seeing what
2: days were you there I don't so need the day, but
0: just like the day itself. So our days inside the park, I booked yep. Monday through Friday. I had been warned that during the weekend, it gets crazy with locals. So even though we were there on the weekends, we kept that confined to the resort. And we just did our park days Monday through Friday. So what, what were the crowds like? What would you compare them to? Probably not crazy, like... You know, holiday Walt Disney World, I thought it was definitely crowded. They've got pinch points the same as we do, where you know you can get to parts of the park that open right up and you're in good shape. And then you come like between uh, Star Tours and Buzz Lightyear, I would compare that almost to like where the Aladdin ride is in Adventureland at Walt Disney World. It just narrows down and it's shoulder to shoulder. I know my sister in law, again, she grew up in the park, they're local. She's got you know, a top level magic key. She said that in her opinion, the crowds that week were right out of control. She said, it's just never as busy as that is. And I still wouldn't equate it to what I've seen at Walt Disney world. So a lot of times we'll go like that second to third week of Christmas. We try and get in like the fourth or fifth of December and spend 10 to 12 days. And you can tell as you get closer to Christmas at Walt Disney world, those crowds are just slowly ramping up. Until at the very end of that trip, when we leave somewhere between the 12th and the 14th, it's mobbed. It's not that crazy. It's not, no matter where you go, there's a wall of people, but you could definitely feel how many people were in that park that week. So you know, give had- me,
2: give me like wait times like small world like, give me small world. small
0: World's the same as it is with us i don't think i saw small world go over 30 minutes at any time the dark i've seen rides... small
2: world like over an hour though like during at disneyland the 50th... no no oh, it's oh, Kingdom, yeah like, during the 50th anniversary like like you said i've always seen it it's always been a 20 30 busy but yep. i've seen it an hour all right um what what else am I thinking? Of? So the dark like ride jungle cruise,
0: jungle cruise was going upwards of 60, 70 minutes occasionally. Um, I think most of the time terrible. we saw it probably 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the time of day. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, early in the morning, you could be on in 15, 20 minutes. By the end of the day, that was probably pushing an hour. Uh, Indiana Jones always seemed to be the one that was out of control. If you didn't hit it in the morning, it was a 60 to 75 minute wait nonstop. Um, we had genie plus just because I wanted to maximize our time in the park. So we were able to sneak into a lot of things, big thunder mountain, I think probably averaged 30 minutes, which is a heck of a lot less than what you'll see. it as a busy day in in, in magic kingdom that, you know, that's a 60, 75 minute busy day all day long in magic kingdom. Um, the big high you know so well the radiator the wet, springs is always a big one right that was so the funny thing is we tried to hit that i think two or three mornings in a row right at the early morning entry in two of the three days it was down hmm. which you know i was told is kind of the the rule with that one it reminds me of test track if there's lightning anywhere within three states they shut it down hmm. same thing with radiator racers so we went one morning we walked by And of course, it was shut down for the morning. So I think we went to go do, I don't know, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters or something, which is a cute little ride or or something nearby. And we were walking back through to go over to Pixar Pier. And we saw a few people starting to just, you know, that when the people who have been standing there for an hour start to hear the the cast members chat, and you see them start edging towards it. So we walked by and I saw that out of the corner of my eye. And immediately a bunch of people saw it and the line started to form. So I looked at my brother in and I said, get in line right now. I'm going to go look at something. So he got in line. I went forward and just kind of stuck my ear over. And sure enough, they were going to open up the gate. They thought they had it fixed and it was opening. So we were probably among the first hundred people that got walked up. They still couldn't get it running for almost 45 minutes. But once you get yourself buried in the line, you're you're buried in the line. You're not getting back out. But we heard, as you know, they kept saying, you know, we think we're going to get a pass here pretty soon. Just a reminder, if you're in line, the wait is now 45 minutes from the end of the line. And then five minutes later, we'd hear, hey, we're still not sure what's going to happen. Just a reminder to everybody that's getting in line. If you're getting in line now, the wait to the end of the line is 60 minutes. Huh. Five minutes later, the wait to the end of the line is 75 minutes. Five minutes wait, the wait to the end of the line is 90 minutes. By the time they opened up the ride, maybe 45 minutes later, we got the green light to go. There was a big cheer. And they immediately announced that the wait to the end of the line was likely to exceed two hours. Huh. That was how many people piled into that ride. So that that was always a, a hugely long wait yeah um and i'm trying to think of what else was always the the web slingers was over an hour if you didn't hit it first thing in the morning you were waiting an hour for that ride guaranteed that's just what it was i did however we went on that ride one night you guys will like this and the girl it's myself my father-in-law and my son and there's this girl that's on the ride with us and she goes out and she takes the 3d glasses and she flips them up over the top of her head I'm not paying much attention. Okay. She walks past the first bin. We throw away her 3d glasses. And I'm thinking uh, she probably didn't realize she flipped them on her head. And then we walk past the second one and she looks at it and you see her glance up and she keeps on walking. And we get to the end of the ride and the cast member says, excuse me, ma'am, you're, you're going to have to turn in those 3d glasses. She says, what do you mean? He says, you need to give the 3d glasses back. She says, you mean I don't get to keep them? And he <laughs> says, no, ma'am, you don't, you don't get to keep the 3d glasses. My son who's 10 says, Whoever gets to keep the 3D glasses, and he just—why kept... like, would you even want them? It's not like where you're are you use 3D movies future. at home. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I mean, I did read today that taking away the giant pencils at Woody's Barbecue Roundup, the the big four foot long giant pencils, because buffoons were stealing those. Buffoons were stealing them. Yeah, they were they were disappearing too fast. Sure, so I pay a I'm lot sure of money to are... come here. You know, she was going to eBay those for 25 bucks somewhere. Web slingers, 3D glasses, it was bound to happen. But, you know, my 10 year old son just shook his head. Like, yeah, some people are just different kid. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, overall, we hit everything that we wanted to see multiple times. Five days was more than enough time to do the parks. And that includes probably a two plus hour break every afternoon going back to the pool or going up to the room and relaxing we didn't go super late every night there were a couple of nights that went late i think our last night was going till midnight but my kids were just done by that point so i think if, if you really wanted to hit those parks hard and you were willing to get up first thing in the morning you were willing to go right through the day you could hit everything you needed to see in both those parks in probably three days you know, we did it in five and you know we rode some rides four or five times
2: Okay. So that's interesting. So you said you could do it in three days. So would you recommend a four day four to five day pass just to be on the safe side? I think so. I think or if you want it to- again, would you, would you go down
0: to a three or four? I'd probably still stick at five, but only because if I'm going to fly all the way to the West coast and take the time to go there, I'm going to want to stretch out that trip. You know, we spent our first day and a half in Burbank with my in-laws And frankly, you know, if I didn't have to see Burbank again, it would be okay with me. There's just, I'm not that guy. You know, the Hollywood sign doesn't excite me. It was cool to see Griffith Park once. It was cool to see Travel Town. It was cool to see the original merry-go-round. But if I go all the way to the West Coast, to Anaheim or LA, I'm going for Disneyland. And I'm not going to make that long of a flight to stay there for three days. I think that if you're going to be staying right there, this is just me. I don't go just to stick at the resorts with little kids. So if I'm going to fly all the way six hours in one direction and six hours in another and deal with the jet lag, you might as well do the five day pass, but you could easily pull it off in three, four would give you time to double up on the things you wanted to do again, especially staying on site with that 30 minute early morning. You can crush so much with those 30 minutes.
2: All right. So let me ask you another question. So I love California as does my wife. We love sight, sightseeing. So, if we were to go out there and we're going to do probably seven to 10 days and maybe do like Santa Barbara, San Diego, a few other things. If we wanted to stay at Grand Cala Disneyland, if we were to do a four day pass, would that give us enough resort time? Because we don't go out there enough. So, we definitely want to do the parks, but we don't do rope drop to midnight. So, would we be able to get along? seeing everything and do you days. want to
0: see absolutely everything i mean not
2: every everything but i'd like I to see 90 percent. Could we...
0: running with just two adults three to four days i think you could do it with no problem whatsoever. and we'd still be
2: able to have like our resort time where we take a nap so. and hang out by the pool
0: i mean keep in mind that i was dragging 10 people along for the first right, three days right. and then two little kids for the final look well, actually four little kids for one of them and then two little kids for the final one that you know that kicks your plans out pretty hard. You know, you sounds like you'd have to get up though. I, I think if it were just Mike and Susie, I think three to four days, two adults wandering yep. the park, hitting what they wanted to do. I don't think they'd have any problem whatsoever, hitting everything they wanted to hit, see everything they want to see and still have plenty of time to have good dinners at Napa Rose. And because we're the not, whole.
2: we're not rope drop people, but with the proximity to the parks, we would love to just rope drop, you know, for four or five hours, get back at around noon And then spend, you know, a few hours at the resorts, maybe go back early evening and then come back and have a nice dinner.
0: Well, I think you that's doable. Yeah, especially, you know, think about the time change. You guys come across from the East Coast. You spend your first three or four days there. Your internal clock at 4 a.m. is still going to think that it's 7 a.m. Yeah, so that's if, true. I, I think if you do that early, you're going to be up anyway. And the two of you can easily grab something, walk into the park and crush a bit early on because you're not going to have adjusted. I think if you front load that trip, I don't think you'll have any problem in three or four days seeing everything you need to see there and then go explore the rest of the state.
2: Now, was it worth it? Because, you know, everybody says that a resort is just a pillow to lay your head on. Was it still worth it to do it up and stay at Grand Cal?
0: I think so. I think that just looking at the experience that my in-laws had directly off property. Now, their walk to the front gate was probably equidistant to ours just because of the way that Harbor Boulevard or wherever they were was set up. You still, at the end of the day or even midday... If you're leaving California Adventure Disneyland, you walk right back into your hotel and you're there. There's no walking through traffic, going back to your hotel, doing your thing, especially Grand Cal. That access into the park is silly easy. I think I posted some pictures. I stood in one place and took a picture towards Grand California in the entrance and another picture towards the park. You walk through the lobby and you go through your own little dedicated security line, which moves really quick, even with regular bag checks. Yeah, I think you did a couple Facebook Lives on our page. It, it's immediate. You walk through the lobby, through one little hallway, and you're literally in the park. I mean, if you think that the access from Bay Lake Tower to Magic Kingdom is easy, that's a hike compared to walking out of your actual hotel. As you're walking through downtown Disney, coming back from the parks, you're looking up at the hotel. It is right there. And if you're going into California Adventure, you're walking through through a 60 foot long covered causeway and you're in the park. It's it. That's it. You're there. Now are
2: um, you almost close. Are you close enough where if, if you're a DCA and you need a bathroom break, would you go back to your resort? Is uh, it that close?
0: You're talking to the wrong guy because I'm very particular about where I <laughs> tend to do my business. But yeah, I think for the oh, most so you'll part, take a monorail back to the Polynesian to do your business. Pretty close. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think without a doubt, it's, even if you're on the far side, it's maybe ten minutes back to your room. It's it's really that close. Yeah, I don't think you could
1: really. Gra- I mean, you've been there, Mike, but and I'm just trying to remember back. The parks are so much smaller that it's you could get yeah. from one side to the other pretty quick, and you're like, oh crap, I'm already, you know, all the way around. Whereas, like Epcot, if you're in if you're in Mexico and you want to go the long way
2: into France or something. Well, if hard. you're in Mexico and you got to go, you're not going back to Swan Dolphin. No, I got you. I'll put
0: it this way. If you are in France mm-hmm. and you need to walk back to Yacht Club, that's that's probably the biggest distance you're going to cover. Unless you're in the far back side of Disneyland and have to come all the way through the park, out the gates and then to your room, I, I think you're covered. I mean, at, at the very most, you're walking a mile. Yeah. I mean, that's from far corner to far corner. Any other thoughts here, Phil? Should we take our second break? I think, no, just, I mean, the, what I came back with was that I loved it. It was definitely worth the trip. We would probably do it again, but this is going to be an every five, six year trip for us. I think if you're used to Disney World and you're used to that wide open space and you're used to having the theming of Animal Kingdom and the theming of Hollywood Studios and the theming of Epcot and the theming of Magic Kingdom, you're going to have a very different experience. You're going to have to set your expectations to be similar to having Hollywood studios and a very cramped magic kingdom. And if if that's what you're looking for, it's definitely worth the trip. I think everybody who's a fan should make it once, but I came back and felt like my trip was just a little incomplete and we were looking forward immediately to going back down to Florida. Other than that, it was great, but I miss Disney world.
1: Yeah, I kind of know exactly what you're saying. I haven't been dying to go back to Disneyland, and it's been 10 years. So I I get your exact point. I'm so glad I went the one time, and I'll probably do it again, but it's not, like, top of my list.
0: Yeah, every time I walk out of Walt Disney World, I'm dying to get back. I mean, I just told Mike, I mean, I spent my afternoon looking at condos down in central (laughs) Florida because, you know, that's just where my head is. And, you know, if I get back to Disneyland, that's awesome. Have you hit rock? You haven't hit rock bottom yet, have you? No, no. What's rock bottom? Later. Oh, like like moving. No, so like my
2: w- my 2014 winter, it, I got beat over the head, and that was it. So, but it I sounds like it you're repeatedly. getting
0: close when you're looking at. If my business were not so geographically tied because of what I do, I have to be here. My business is based here. If that were not the case, I would have been down there already probably five years ago. We started looking at properties down there just before COVID hit. And I'm kicking myself now because properties we were looking down there before COVID were like two and a quarter or 390 to 410 now, same exact properties. But I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, if if I had the option to move, you and I would already be neighbors. There you go. Well, on that note, let's take our second
1: break. How's that sound? That sounds good. Pause. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. The
0: wonderful world of color, Wonderful. Girl.
1: We are back from break episode number four hundred and seventy-seven of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We're joined by not so angry Newfield Jr., not too angry this week.
0: I'm keeping it cool. I'm
1: trying to keep it nice in that even keel. Um talking about his Disneyland trip. Sounds like it was good. Now, if obviously you had to buy tickets to go to the parks this time.
0: That's stung.
1: And you know, play taking the taking the park tickets out and the plane tickets out. Was this a more expensive 5 days in the parks than at Walt Disney World? Like- I think it was less
0: expensive. You know, I I was looking at the bills after we came home. You know, the points are what they are. I've always said once you burn the points they're gone. It was expensive points-wise. It was probably 240, 250 points I got to look to be exact. I want to say about 250 to make that stay. Yeah. But you're going to pay that if you want it. We yeah, were but you able got theater to likes like meter points. Uh, No, I'm not Not quite. No, I'm not there. Um, You know, you look at what we spent, you know, we had one expensive meal at Blue Bayou and my mother-in-law was kind enough to pick that one up for us. So I thank her for that fantastic filet mignon. Um, Other than that, we hit a lot of quick service because you've got the one bedroom, you can bring in a lot of your food. So we had breakfast inside the room, which is what we've been doing lately. I did not I will say this. I thought, sure. I was going to walk back with just bags and bags and bags of merchandise because you never get to go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I think I walked out with one sweatshirt, one t-shirt, and maybe one or two pins. My daughter got a few things. My son got one sweatshirt, one t-shirt, and one pin. Um, you know, flights aside, you know, those are kind of a wash. I think the food was far less expensive. You know, it was one thing I think I mentioned last week is, we and my my sister-in-law made fun of me for this. You know, our our regimen at Walt Disney World is usually very much the same. We get up fairly early. We get to the parks early. We get a lot done. We're back in the pool. I bet you by 11 or 12 o'clock, we've left the park. You go back, you spend some time in the pool, you relax. We always change clothes. And this is what she called me out on. She couldn't figure out why everyone changed midday. I told her, you know, we're used to being in Florida. You have to change midday to go back to the parks. Yeah. You're just a disaster. And then we go back and we always have a nice sit down meal. It's kind of a hard stop to the day. And then we go about our night. There always seems to be a ton of merch that we take home. There's always ice cream. There's this, there's that. Not having all of those sit down meals, doing a lot of quick service, not walking back with a lot of merchandise. I would say overall, I probably spent a thousand or more dollars less on this trip than we typically do at walt disney world I, I think it was probably unlike the incidentals yeah. just incidentals just food just merch yeah. everything else um you know i thought their snacks were good but i can only eat so many churros in a day i think i had two you know the, yeah. the churros were overdone the you know but i could you know i can hose some dole whips when we're at magic kingdom there's no doubt about that Um, And I also think part of it is I know where everything is in Florida. So I'm a lot more apt to go and grab a snack or grab an ice cream where at Disneyland, I wasn't as familiar until day four or five. So I probably missed some stuff. Yeah. Um, And I just didn't think the merch was all that incredible. To be honest with you, it was kind of the same stuff. Hmm. Now, how, how, how were the quick services? I thought they were great. I think that they have us beat hands down.
2: So what stood out?
0: So what stood out was a, the different selection. There are so many different things. You go to Walt Disney world and I guarantee there's going to be an, any menu that you walk into with any quick serve, there's going to be a chicken finger. There's going to be a Mm -hmm. burger that maybe they try and mix up by turning it a different color or putting a different sauce on it. There's going to be a Mac and cheese for the kids. There's going to be a burger for the kids and there's going to be a chicken finger for the kid everywhere you go. It's the same food from the same distributor cooked the exact same way across property. We were at uh, San Francisco. They've got this little section where, if you look around, you had this taco place where the tacos were phenomenal. Across the place was – across the way was a, a ramen and Asian food place with steamed gyoza and bao buns and oh yeah, ramen noodle.
2: You're talking quick –
0: that's quick that, serve. That, that, that's your quick serve. That's your standing that's fantastic. line. fantastic. That sounds like
2: my, my, my Japan right there.
0: It was fantastic, and I had been told – I was freaking out. I like – I like, I think I enjoy planning my trips as much, if not more than actually going on my trips. I like tweaking things and, you know, where are we going to go for dinner and how's the day going to play out? And it was driving me nuts making our reservations for Disneyland because there just isn't that, that plethora of options Now we had some good food. I mean, Carnation cafe was like a sleeper hit for us. It was, I think one of the cheapest meals we had on property. It was fantastic food. It reminds me actually of the menu that you get at the plaza at Walt Disney world, just kind of good, old cooking. You know, there was a meatloaf, there was a chicken dish, there was, it was solid. Just comfort food. Just comfort food. Food
2: restaurant, yep.
0: But for the most part, it's quick serve. And everyone kept telling me, you're going to be fine. They've got really good quick serve. And I, I just, I wasn't comfortable with that. We came back. I definitely missed my sit down restaurants because I think I missed a the quality of the food at some of the sit downs at Walt Disney World but B that kind of relax, someone serves you you're not fighting for a table standing in line with a tray in your hands hard stop I don't
2: know like, Are your kids pretty adventurous eaters or would they prefer the quick serve at that age
0: Tuesday or Thursday what they eat today they might think is poison by Tuesday you know their their taste changed they're little enough but uh, you know you can usually get them to be fairly adventurous but they're always going to default to mac and cheese when given the choice Yep um so I definitely missed the sit-down restaurants. Just we are so spoiled at Walt Disney World between the resorts. Oh my God. How many sit-down restaurants there are. But I didn't have any bad meals while I was there. I had a couple of mediocre meals where it was kind of quick service standard fare because that's what everybody wanted.
2: Now are their breakfasts very similar with the with the platters and the We were the supposed Crables to do
0: a um a character breakfast one morning and I ended up canceling it because the kids want to do other stuff. I don't think we had a breakfast in the parks while we were there or at the hotels, to be perfectly honest with you. We had everything in the one bedroom. We cooked it up. I don't remember seeing like the Mickey waffles, scrambled eggs platter that you get at every quick serve at Walt Disney World. I do know they had some carts out. There's one that has um, like, it's not a falafel. It's another, term like that cart that had like breakfast burritos and wraps so i would imagine that their breakfast is going to be similar to their lunch and dinner where depending on where you are there's a far better selection Hmm. and hands down quality wise not just selection their selection blows walt disney world out of the park quality wise their quick serve is easily three to five times better than anything there is at walt disney world you know everyone wants to talk about the the food and wine and all the kiosks in Epcot mm-hmm. and the quick serve that's available. I still think that's mediocre compared to just about any walk-up quick serve at Disneyland. They just, they've got it figured out. I don't know what the difference is, but they have figured it out far better than Florida. Last question. Did you get a corn dog? The kids got corn dogs. I took one bite. I, I had to say that I ate it, but it was it was a corn dog
1: yeah i had i remember it being decent i like corn dogs and i remember it being pretty good out
0: there it's it certainly tasted like regular cornmeal and it was solid you know it wasn't some microwavable yeah. crap they, that's were, what they the were good hand dipped corn dogs
1: yeah. yeah
0: but yeah i mean you know even that you know walk up corn dog it's a hand dipped corn dog you walk up to the popcorn parts it's a you know roasty toasty that's doing it they've just i think that they have Maybe because it's a local crowd and because the locals are so much more capable. Maybe that's it. So when you go to Walt Disney World, your choices are what's on property. So you can either pay us and go for a sit down meal or you can deal with the crappy quick serve we've got. At Disneyland, you've got so much around you to go get food because everything's a quick walk. And downtown Disney is right outside the gates. I think that maybe they have to up their food game in order to get people to You know, that's to the interesting because I heard like the churros
2: we're better than the ones at Walt Disney world. And I'm like, well, how can that be like how it's, it's a doughy product, but they said people who've been to both parks said it's so much better at Disneyland than it is at the magic kingdom.
0: i think you're probably facing people that have a little more experience with churros down in Disneyland than you have in Walt Disney world. But, but if they're
2: that much better then wouldn't you send the recipe across the pot, you know, if they moved even
0: (laughs) half the quick serves in Disneyland over to Walt Disney world, it would be a game changer for the Florida property. It's, it's truly that much better. There's no doubt. It's one thing. Hands down. They kick the hell out of Walt Disney world. Maybe they don't want to
1: cannibalize the, uh, The sit downs. I think you you don't
0: have any options on property when you're in Florida. How difficult is it for you to either get over to Disney Springs or get in your car? Or if you flew there, like most of the people do and don't want to go back to your offsite property or you're stuck on property, what are you going to do but eat the crappy cheeseburger? Right. You have no other options versus Disneyland where you can walk five minutes off and there are restaurants surrounding the entire park. Better restaurants. Maybe they have to up their game. Yeah, it's probably
1: survival. All right. I think that's gonna do it for this this week. Phil, we appreciate you coming on and talking about Disneyland. Love hearing about it. it yeah, actually anytime. makes me kinda wanna go back. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, you were sending me rack rates today. I'm you ready. You ready to go? No, not yet. Okay. Soon. I gotta I gotta walk a reservation for seven and a half years before I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just keep pushing Six it weeks. down. Yeah.
0: I tell you guys, I scored Old Key West for December. I just kept stalking the site. Oh, really? There was Why is Old available. Key West hard for December? That first week of December, we hit that seven-month mark, I and mean, we were booked at Polly, which is our home resort, but we wanted the bigger rooms somewhere. And I had, I mean, I was looking anywhere that had one-bedrooms. Um, the only availability was, I think, Animal Kingdom, and there were some at Saratoga. And it just beginning of December was just barren. And finally something opened up at least at old key West where I could get a full week in a one bedroom. That first week of December is going to be busy. I know it's typically a busy DVC week, but I'd never seen that few rooms available at seven months.
1: That's interesting. Well, that's going to, we'll wrap it up there. We do have our YouTube page where you put up the, uh, the DVC lounge video today. We'll put angry Newfield jr's, uh, one bedroom coming up soon. Yep. YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Our Facebook group is WDW beyond the gates podcast family. You can download us wherever you find podcasts. WDWBTG.com is the website. You can email us info at WDWBTG.com. Mike at WDWBTG.com and Gary, at wdwbtg.com. Once again Phil, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Sounds like you had a Anytime. pretty good trip. Yeah, it was a good trip. Mike, any other thoughts? No, it
2: looks like you have the meat sweats or something. You I don't know. I just
1: I got I played golf yesterday, so
2: I got a little color. Yeah, you got like the the you keep w- like wiping your forehead, like you just is that did color a couple supposed
1: to be
0: green? You don't look good.
1: <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm you okay. The... All right, yeah. yeah I'm wiping you. You know, maybe it's just the lighting in here. So, oh yeah, he something. is You're trying right. to
0: close down this show pretty fast, Mike. Maybe we need. I to mean, yeah, I,
2: I mean, it's been an hour 15 minutes. He was done 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I want to wrap it up. I gotta got to keep tight hour. Yeah, he's wiping it. He looks like Rodney Dangerfield. He keeps pulling out. Keeps pulling out the handkerchief and wiping his eyebrows.
1: Alright, that's going to do it for episode number 477 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For our guest, Angry Newfield Jr., and for my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next week.
2: Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company M-I-C See you real soon K. Why? Why? Because we like you. And